1: You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off And now, it's time to drop some knowledge okay, we
2: are live, but we gotta let it breathe just for a moment Gotta bring on Facebook Get the full family together And uh, we'll get going here we're live on YouTube, we're live on Twitch, we're live on Twitter, and now our two Facebook channels. So welcome in everybody to the Huddle Up podcast presented as always by Mile High Huddle, powered by Blue Wire Pods. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me is my fellow football priest and the deputy editor of milehighhuddle.com, Zach Kelberman. Zach, I'm going to pull up the piece so we can all follow along and, and read this quote from George Payton today in terms of his uh, take on, I thought it was interesting, Zach, his take on just the competition, generally speaking, between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, but then also his perception of how these 11-on-11s have gone so far, which, spoiler, we'll read the full quote, but Zach, spoiler, they've been great.
3: They've done great. There's a G, he used a G word. He used a superlative. And he also commented fairly unprompted in comments to the Broncos official website on Tuesday, he talked about Drew Locke's big arm and he complimented both quarterbacks because he has to, he has to maintain a level of, uh, you know, Unobjective unobjectivity? Non-objectivity. Non-objectivity. Yeah. Yeah. Can't think today. But he talked about both of them. He called Teddy Bridgewater a kind of a savvy vet. And then he goes about Drew. You know, Drew's really talented. He's got the big arm. He's worked his butt off this offseason. He's had a really good OTAs. I look forward to watching him in minicamp. They're both playing well. They're both pushing themselves. So pay What I got out of this chat is Peyton really is a firm believer in the iron sharpens iron credo. And he feels like having two quarterbacks instead of having one quarterback is going to make whoever's under center on September 12th against the Giants that much better. And he's really excited, not just for the season, but for training camp to get here and these quarterbacks and everyone on the team to keep battling. I have a feeling he likes the roster he put together and he should, and he wants to see what the final product looks like come September. So do I. Here,
2: So here's the full quote really quick. George Payton to the DenverBroncos.com.
3: Quote, I
2: think they really complement each other well. Teddy's kind of the savvy vet, you know, and he's been in every situation you could be in. He started in a playoff game. He's come off the bench with New Orleans and won five games, went 5-0. and He was a starter in Carolina, so he's seen it all. He plays the game really fast. He sees the field really well. And then you look at Drew, and Drew's still evolving. Drew's really talented. He's got the big arm. He's worked his butt off this offseason. He's had a really good OTAs. My bad. Not great. Good. Really good. I look forward to watching him in minicamp. They're both playing well. They're both pushing themselves. Their games are a little different, which I think is good. Like I said, they're complementing each other well. They're working well together. I think they're just going to keep pushing each other, and the Broncos will benefit in the long run. Close quote. Now, Zach, another thing that jumps off to me, uh, jumps out to me from this quote from, from Peyton is it's similar to the clips, right. That we've seen in my little, um, I guess it's a little bit paranoid. The notion that it's always Teddy first, right. You always see the clip from Teddy throwing first. Who's the first cue he mentions here. Teddy is the, you know, we're not a big believer in coincidence. Am I reading too much into this? Cause what I'm getting out of this is that I think perhaps I got it twisted. Maybe Drew's not the it's-his-job-to-lose guy. This is equal 50-50, and they're going into this assuming Teddy's going to win because he's
3: the bet. Well, he's also the new kid in town. And when you're the new kid in town and you're a quarterback, you tend to get the praise and the attention until you don't deserve it any longer. And Peyton's not stupid. I mean, he made these comments to the Broncos official website. So he's reading media reports and he sees the way that beat writers and analysts are really slanting the competition so far in Bridgewater's uh, favor from a public standpoint, commenting on everything he does right and commenting on everything drew lock does wrong. I wouldn't read too much anyway. Obviously, he traded for Teddy not too long ago now. He knows him from Minnesota, so he has some sort of uh, relationship and familiarity with him. I think he said more about Locke here. I mean, all he did was kind of recap what Teddy's done in the NFL, kind of a lukewarm analysis from a box score point of view, but he talked about Locke's talent. He broke down Locke with his tangibles and intangibles, and I think that also carries some weight. So I wouldn't look at it anything deeper than what it is, and I think he has two quarterbacks that he brought in, he constructed, and he made this competition so, and I think he wants to see the best man uh, emerge from that.
2: I think there's some truth to that, right? He's the shiny new toy. We want to talk about Teddy. We're excited we got Teddy, new kid on the block. But it's something to monitor, this idea that kind of Teddy keeps coming up first, right? And I don't necessarily think it's a sign of which one is doing better per se in OTAs. I mean, the outside perception is that Teddy has done better so far. Internally, we've not heard anything like that as specifically delineated by Fangio or Peyton. They're both doing great. They're both... I mean, even Fangio, when asked if if Drew was pressing on Monday, said, no, not really. I I mean, you can't jump to any kind of... I didn't see that. Um, That's me paraphrasing. But it's something to monitor because, look, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, he does have experience. You can tell... I mean, just watching clips, right? You can tell that... He, he processes much quicker, I think, than where Drew's at right now. And there's a good chance. I mean, and he should, right? He's got at least, he's got almost three times as many uh, NFL starts under his belt than Drew. But it's something to monitor as we get deeper into the summer.
3: Yeah, and anytime George Payton is going to make comments on it it's certainly worth an article, it's certainly worth a discussion, but right now it's still mini camp, still voluntary practices and the bolts haven't started flying yet. And and if you go down and read the second quote, he's so excited about what's to come with the Broncos, the the iron sharpening iron, the competition, the fierce battles. This roster is loaded, Chad. It's insanely deep, and he's excited, like he said, to see this team work and look forward to seeing them march forward and getting back to relevancy, getting back to their winning ways. We haven't won here in five years. We want to get over the hump. I think we have the players to do so. So he doesn't have a horse in this race, no pun intended. Whoever is the better quarterback, from what his coaching staff tells him and from what his eyes tell him is going to be the quarterback this year. There's no bias involved. And if you're going to have a quarterback competition, that's the way to go. Totally objective. I like this line here after he says that we just want to get over
2: the hump. Then he goes on to say, I think we have the players to do it. I think we have the coaches. We have the infrastructure. We have the leadership. Now we just have to do it. Right? It's got to come out in the wash. Everyone, you know, we can sit here and get geeked up and excited about – how deep the roster is, and how many positive additions this team has made in the offseason, and how many guys who were injured last year are coming back. And we can get all geeked up about that. But at the end of the day, Zach, potential doesn't pay the mortgage. You can't call your mortgage company on July 1st and say, Hey, um, I'm really talented. I, I plan to work hard someday. Will that work? Will you take that instead of my $1,500 mortgage payment? I've tried it. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Right. So, I like that, though. It's just a very pragmatic, now we just have to do it. Now it has to come out in the wash. So once again, you know, up to this point, everything, there's not one thing aside from the how Philip Lindsay was dealt with that uh, George Payton has done or said that I haven't either, A, been impressed by, B, uh, understood, C, nodded my head like this. Philip's really the only thing, and you could say maybe that's picking nits, and maybe it is, um, but
3: he's – Very impressive so far as GM. Uh, Totally. I just love the fact that he didn't give platitudes here. He didn't just mention word salad and talking about, oh, we're really excited to have Teddy in the building. We're excited to have Locke. He desperately, in his first year on the job, so he had no prior connection or emotional investment at Denver, already months on the job, he so desperately wants to win. He so desperately wants to make the Broncos what they were five short years ago, which is world champions. I love the tenacity, and I love his foresight. I've been saying that, and I'll keep saying And again, even if I don't agree 100% with a 50-50 quarterback competition. Michael, what's
2: going on, buddy? Hey, we uh, put your your picture rocking the swag. We put it up on MHH Instagram, shouted you out on Twitter. Looking good, my friend. Really appreciate your support of the merch store, HuddleUpPod.com. Means a lot to us, my friend. Guys, we're excited because tonight... Is that time of the week where we take a peek inside the Mile High Mailbag? We are your football priests. Each and every week we're here to offer you the absolution and the answers to your burning Broncos questions. And maybe it's not even a question. Maybe it's an issue. Maybe it's a you know something you got to get off your chest. And we're here to help you exercise those demons as well. We see multiple, multiple very generous super chats already stacking up, Zach. Lots of comments, questions, topics, whatever they are, gang. We're gonna get to them tonight. We'll try to be as democratic as possible in our selection of the comments, questions, topics we're going to get to. But just remember, the Super Chats, the stars on Facebook, they come first. All right? But we will try to get to as many as possible. Real quick, how do you connect with us on social media? The podcast, at Pod, The main account, at Huddle. Our producer, John K., phenomenal Twitter follow. Trust me on this. Guys, those of you who are following John, in the chat right now, talk about how fun it is to be engaged with this dude on Twitter. He hangs there all day. I don't mean like that's all he does. Like he's not doing anything else, but like he's very engaged on Twitter. He's, you know, staying in touch with everyone in the community. Trust us on this. Follow John on Twitter at John K M H H. My partner in crime, Zach Kelberman at Kelberman NFL myself at Chad and Jensen follow the main podcast account on Twitter or excuse me, on Facebook. Um, It's easy to find. Either just open it up, the app, Facebook on your phone, search Huddle Up Podcast, or navigate on your browser, facebook.com slash pod. We will announce the winner at the end of tonight's show of this week's randomly selected giveaway. If you have liked and followed that page, you are automatically entered into the drawing each and every week, unless you've already been selected as a winner. Then... You know, you're, you're out. You've already won. So follow that. Also, check out Becoming a Supporter on Facebook. Tonight is the last night of the week that Zach and I are going to podcast, but you can get access to our thoughts. I'm going to be joining Zach on Sunday for Kelberman's Corner. I'm filling in for Kim because she is uh, taking a vacation. She's going to be gone for a week or two. Uh, is it two? I think she's going to be on two weeks. Right, Zach? Um, so you can get a sneak peek at whatever we're going to be talking about Sunday, noon, Kelberman's Corner, by becoming a supporter. Go to our Mile High Huddle Facebook page, Big Blue Button. At the top, become a supporter. Five bucks a month, you get access to Kelberman's Corner. You get access to the Trickle Zone also on Saturday at noon. Plus, we're rolling out new shows. I'm going to have a show myself that will be a little bit unique, very different than anything you've you've seen from us uh, on the live pods or with Kelberman's Corner or the Trickle Zone. So that's how you can support that and get access to that content and then check out the merch store gang, huddleuppod.com, get your swag on, get a hat, get a t-shirt, little something, something help keep the lights on, support the cause here at MHH and rock your team's colors, you know, support the brand. We appreciate you. If you're not in a position to do those things, it's all good for real. We're just stoked to have you with us. Just make sure you're subscribed. Please like the video. If you're on YouTube or Facebook, And then share this video out there if you think we're doing a good job, or at the very least, if you respect the effort. Help us continue to grow and reach those Broncos fans just like you. who are out there wandering the desert completely oblivious and ignorant to this community being out here waiting to embrace them.
4: Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site. Out on the town or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade.
0: Your story. It lives in River City. Where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel.
5: Where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it, whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to
0: life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives.
5: Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore.
2: Real quick, before we get into some other topics, John, there's some very patient superstars that I want to try and get to out of the gates here. And
3: one very generous superstar that uh, I saw flash across the screen. I think think I'll pull up Joshua Shadow. Yo, Joshua.
2: (laughs) Jeez Louise, Joshua just edged into an elite, elite uh, group of superstars in the 200 Club. Uh, I want to say that's number seven. Hey, how about that, Joshua? A very symbolic number, especially for a Broncos fan. Dude, seriously, as you can tell, I don't have much hair to blow back, but if you could see a little bit closer the magnifying glass on what hair I do have left, you'd see it's completely blown back right now by your generosity. So seriously, I mean, thank you so much,
3: my friend Zach. This is just phenomenal. When you were talking, going over the matters of business, I was like... Literally going like this if you rewind the podcast. So thank you so much, Josh. Uh, That generosity. There's no words for your kindness and your support, and we appreciate you. And he wants to know, Chad, uh, you think Pookie is going to take the job before Gordon, before the year is out? I saw another question, I believe, from Tommy had the same thing uh, about Javante Williams. And I think he will, Chad. I think if you trade up for a running back in the second round, and if you listen to the way that George Payton's talked about Javante Williams, he's in love with the guy. He's smitten completely. So Merlot Gordon will start the year as the Broncos running back. His salary is guaranteed. I mean, he's going nowhere. The Broncos would eat an enormous amount of dead money by getting rid of him. So he's locked into that role. But I think by Halloween, Javante could be the Broncos RB1 I think that's not so much of a hot take if he starts hot out of the gates his upside his playmaking ability uh he's more of a do-it-all player in this offense for me uh than Gordon is so yes by the time the year is out Javante RB1 but maybe by mid-season as well he could be taken over
2: you know Gordon's in a contract year and so the Broncos want to find the answer Post 2021. They expect that answer, of course, to be Pookie, right? But the sooner they can arrive at that answer, the better. So he's going to get the opportunity to unseat Gordon as early as week one. Like he's going to get reps. They're going to be splitting a lot of reps out of the gates. Like Gordon thought, oh, Phillips gone. This is my job now. Sorry, dude. Pookie's coming for it. And you're going to have to sing for your supper. And I think that'll be good for Melvin. I think it'll just continue to keep him hungry, keep him you know, hopefully playing well. He came just this short of a thousand yard season last year. And that was splitting a lot of carries with Phillips. So I, you know, all credit to Gordon. I got nothing against the guy still question the wisdom of the contract. The Broncos gave him under then GM John Elway, but still undoubtedly, Joshua Pookie's going to have the chance. And I think I'm not, I can't put a date on it, but
3: I'll tell you by the end of the year, I think it's going to be pretty obvious. Yeah, I think uh, Melvin Gordon can be hungry, but let's hope he's not too thirsty. We saw how that happened last year. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, Joshua, your support again, dude. Thank you so yes, much. You support you. on
2: YouTube. Amazing. Generous. On Facebook as a supporter. Stars when we're doing Kelberman's Corner or the Trickle Zone. So much love to you, my friend. You. Appreciate you. And soon we have, we're have we going to have some banners up, strategically placed, social media Um banners that are going to list our Mount Rushmore superstars and those who are on the elite lists of the biggest super chats all time. And you're up there now, Joshua. So thanks, brother. Thank you. Uh, real quick uh, from Sam Bam. What's up, dude? Good to see you. Appreciate your the, his message. This is a $5 super chat. Go Broncos. Hey, man, we do appreciate that. For real. Thank you so much. Uh, good to see you. Let me take this banner off real quick so it doesn't keep popping up. Uh, And then we got one from Max Power jumping in from across the pond two nights in a row. Appreciate you, Max. I know we don't agree on everything, but we do appreciate the support. He says, I saw a video of Locke slow going through reads and holding the ball too long. Teddy, much quicker. No wonder Pat Shermer had to dumb down the playbook for Locke last year. For what it's worth, that whole notion that the playbook had to be dumbed down, we've rebutted that multiple times. It's fake news. Tony Pauline, who you know, he does a good job breaking some news around draft time, all right. When when everyone coalesces around traditionally senior bowl and then the combine, well, shrine game, senior bowl, combine. Uh, this year, and I've talked to people, I said, Hey, what did you hear? And what dude, that was a casual conversation he had with other people in the media. That didn't come from a NFL source, that didn't come from a team source. I know this to be the case, okay. Pat Shermer told you the truth, Max, last October on the whole topic of the scheme and the whole thing with Drew. This is just setting the record straight, all right? Do I think Drew Locke uh, needs to get better at his processing? Absolutely. That is one of his, um, you know, one of the cons as far as, you know, pros and cons. That's one of the cons to his game right now. He's got to speed up his processing. But, Zach, Pat Shermer told us, I want to say it was toward the end of October, almost half the season in the books. Basically, you know, we weren't able to install everything. We didn't have time. So, was Drew Locke was a dumbed down because of the playbook for Drew? Not necessarily. That's not what that means. That meant they didn't have time. Even Peyton Manning said they didn't get in the same room together until August. I mean, for crying out loud, it's unbelievable. So, be careful on that one. That's to me, that's a little bit fake news, Zach.
3: Yeah, and uh, John and I were talking before the podcast about how Max Power is a Simpsons reference, and I can't unsee that now, unthink about that now. And you know what? I'd rather think about that than talk about more lock, slander, and Teddy so much quicker. You're entitled to your opinion, Max. I'll-, I'll leave it at that.
2: All right, let's move on here. Um, All right, stand by. I just want to try and try to catch up here and see where we're at. Uh, I am supreme. It's all good. It's just, sorry for the static yesterday. Go MHH. It's all good. Hey, you know, look, this is a community when it's the only time you're ever going to see Zach and I look askance at at supers or comments or questions, things like that that are combative or, you know, we're it's OK. Question our takes all day long and you should, you know, you should question everything. It's like Reagan said uh, trust, but verify if you don't if you don't agree or you find yourself agreeing with the take. Do your own research and verify that your take is the right take. What where we take exception? those and it's rare. It's not all the time, but those people in the community that do so in bad faith. We've never picked that up from you. I am Supreme Twenty Two. It's all good, buddy. Uh, John, let me let's grab Michaela. And yes, Michaela, um, I was thinking maybe um, this weekend, Sunday afternoon, sometime. I don't know what your schedule is. We can set up a quick little like. You know, uh, trial run, have you come on, chit-chat with us for a minute on screen, not live, not broadcasting, and uh, go from there. Sorry, I'm just going to do this real quick. Um, So let me know on Twitter if Sunday afternoon you can peel off 10, 15 minutes to do something like that and give it a test run. Here she is with an extremely generous super chat, as uh, she is wont to do. Love you so much. Appreciate you. The Duchess of MHH says, Anyone thinks Sutton won't be back to 100% this year? Just showing some love, a priest and the beast. Um it's kind of interesting, Zach, start giving her your take on this and then I want to pull up something that was written earlier, uh, I think it was actually last weekend.
3: Well, I hope Michaela's biting her tongue underneath her mask in that picture, Chad, because I really hope he's going to be 100%. I hope there's no setbacks and To this point, I haven't seen anything that's going to give me pause or give me concern. I realize he's still on the practice field with that big knee brace, and I know that's precautionary. I know it's going to be a process, but I think he's coming back 100%. His injury, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it would have been a year plus. You would have had concerns. But nowadays, it's wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, eight months, 10 months, and you're good to go again. So I think Cortland is not only going to come back 100%, but come back 100% in terms of being a top 10 receiver in the NFL. And I think that's what his ceiling is. I think that's what he is. So I have my fingers crossed.
2: Michaela, love you. I'm taking your super off screen for a sec so I can show you guys some data. Uh, Last weekend or the end of last week, not just, you know, uh, I think it was Friday. I had a fellow reach out to me um, that was wanted me to get my eyes on some data that he a study um, that had been done about NFL wide receivers that had suffered a torn ACL from 2013 to 2016, 20 different. And let me just read this to you real quick. Um, uh, How do you I don't even know how you pronounce it. Podiatric physician and surgeon named Dr. Daniel Khalil, um, provided some interesting data relative to the issue. According to Dr. Khalil, from 13 to 16, 20 different NFL wide receivers suffered a torn ACL. Of those 20 receivers, six never returned to form. The average age of those who didn't, 27.2 years old. Seven of those 20 receivers saw their production decline after returning from the ACL. Their average age, 28.4 the good news, seven wideouts saw their production improve following their rehab and recovery from an ACL. Average age of that group, 25.2. All right, here's the tweet from from Dr. Khalil. All right, how old is Sutton? 25. So that means that the odds are in his favor that he's going to be one of those uh, wide receivers that not only comes back to form, but actually ends up
3: being a bigger beast, Zach, um, after the injury. Yeah, and what's also helpful is he doesn't have to assume all of the burden on the Broncos offense. Let's say someone like Calvin Johnson in his prime was coming back from an ACL tear. He was the number one guy. He was getting constant attention, double teams, triple teams. A majority of the passing reps were going to him. Sutton doesn't have that problem. You know, fortunately and unfortunately, there's KJ Hamler, Jerry, Judy, Noah, fan and the rest. So... Even if he's slow in week one, slow in week two, like Bradley Chubb last year before he got his uh, his bearings under him, he's there's still talent around him where he doesn't feel that mental pressure to come back because these injuries, it's not just physical, psychological, mental, plays a part in it as well, and I think that's going to uh, help in his process.
2: Um, he pointed out that the Orthopedic Journal of Sports Medicine, Dr. Khalil did, is constantly providing statistical analyses like this, including the one from 2016, This study dated back to 2013 and counted for 20 wideouts. So the odds point to – now, is that guaranteed that Sutton's going to return to not only being a pro bowler but continue his trajectory and grow and outdo what he's done? That's no guarantee, but I'm inclined, Zach, to agree with you and the data that the odds, just knowing what we know about him, seeing that he appears at this stage to be slightly ahead of schedule, maybe not super ahead of schedule, at worst on schedule from that ACL – So what that means is you're going to see him
3: probably back to form by about week four. I'm so excited though, regardless just to have Cortland Sutton back in the lineup this year. I mean, he's one of my favorite players in the entire league not just on the Broncos to watch. And I'm just uh, so excited to watch him ball out this season.
4: Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck. That's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site
2: Shane Daniels, thank you for the super, my friend. Good to see you. He says, do you think the reason Locke looks indecisive right now is because he's practicing going through his reads? Seems logical. Great show this past week. Uh, Great shows this past week. Let him hate. Yeah, I mean, possibly. I've also been told that um, he's really trying to obey his coaches right now, Mm -hmm. and I think that's one of the things they're asking him to do is to kind of force himself – you know, there might be, for example, when he drops back on a given play, he might already see that read one is open. I'm going to go there, but he can't. He want because they want him to complete the reads and then get get to it. So there's some of that. I'm not saying that explains it all, um, but remember, this is outside perception. This we're not hearing this from any of the coaches. We haven't heard this from Fangio or Payton, and they've been given the opportunity. Um, you know, to specifically Fangio to address whether Locke is looking a little um, flustered, a little uh, difficult processing, all that stuff. He shot it down.
3: Yeah, I heard that same thing with the same word, obey. And I wonder, just spitballing here, he sees Teddy Bridgewater in practice every day. He knows what kind of reputation Teddy Bridgewater has as a safe quarterback. I I wonder if he's even subconsciously trying to emulate his play style. You know, even the way the coach was talking about Teddy, how safe he is, and they brought him in for that reason. If he's trying to obey and check it down or be a game manager, go against his natural instinct, I wonder how much of that is because the Teddy Bridgewater factor here. So it can work both ways for the Broncos. Iron sharpens iron, but, you know, it can also uh, rot the iron in some way. All right, we're going to grab BNS here, and
2: then Zeus McPeak is in the house. BNS says, I noticed Peyton said a lot about everything, but the coaching. Let's face it, that was a huge problem last year. Why didn't he address that? Hashtag all Pro Bowls. Well, he did address it technically. He said, We've got everything we need. He went from the players to the infrastructure to the coaching to the leadership. So he did mention the coaching. But obviously, George Peyton, I think, Zach, we've, you know, this is pretty well established. The Broncos were inclined to give Fangio one more year. Now, if that if last year would have happened the way it did and it wasn't a pandemic season, that was just a traditional year all the way through, and the Broncos still went five and eleven. I'm not sure John Elway and Joe Ellis say to these GM prospective GM candidates in these interviews, hey, what are your thoughts on? We're leaning towards keeping Fangio and company. What are your thoughts on that? They probably, you know, just say, Hey, we're not sure on him anymore. Give or take. It's up to you. You do what you want to do. But the understanding Zach is that he Fangio and company were kind of foisted on Peyton. And I don't think it was in some kind of, um, you know, obligatory you're doing this, you're taking them. This is the way it is. If you want this job, I think he sees some potential in Fangio and the staff that he has, but at the same time, he's not married to them. This is the last stand. So, Fangio's got to show growth, especially in in clock management, situational awareness, all
3: that stuff. And so does Pat Shermer. Everyone involved. Yeah, everyone not named George Payton's, you know, fighting for their job this year. And right now in June, Payton has nothing to gain by criticizing uh, Vic Fangio or commenting on his coaching problems from last year. Optimism is reigning supreme in Dove Valley around every other facility in the NFL. Everyone's zero and zero. Everything's sunshine and rainbows right now. And like Chad said – The understanding is, okay, you were part of a package deal. I had no say in it. If I'm George Payton, it's the coaching staff, it's the quarterbacks, but I've given you a solid roster. I've done everything I can, again, George Payton, to enable you to win this season. If you don't win, I have no problem parting ways with you. But until we reach that point, you've got to put on a brave face. It's a long, what, eight months ahead, Chad. You don't want to create any awkwardness or friction in the front office.
2: Zeus. Zeus, what's up, dude? We're stoked to have you back on the show very, very soon. Appreciate you as always. First face etched on MHH Mount Rushmore is Stu McP. Zach, his question, any general thoughts on if there is a front runner on the QB competition? No, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, think, yeah, I don't think
4: so.
3: Think Go ahead, Zach. I, I was going to say, I don't think right now there is. I don't think Fanjo is even paying attention until preseason. I don't think he's reading into OTAs. I don't think he's reading into minicamp. I don't think he's pulling his hair out over interceptions that Locke threw on 7-7, seven seven, nor Teddy Bridgewater, for that matter. And Fanjo's has even said as much. He said it this week. It's way too early to draw any conclusions, even about Locke's blister on his finger. So this isn't really getting going until late July, early August. Ask us then, Stu, and we'll have a more concrete answer.
2: Based on what's happening on the field, my answer to you directly, Stu, is no. But there's just some weird uh, vibes I'm interpreting through, you know, um, reading between the lines. I guess that it just kind of feels like Teddy's front of more front of brain on this. I don't know, and I could be wrong. This is just these are impressions that I've gathered in just the last week since Teddy showed up, which was uh, a week ago Monday. So we'll see. But it's really not going to come out in the wash till till we get to time to you know the, the true training camp. Uh, Dave from Georgia. What's up, brother? Good to see you. Appreciate you. He goes, I'm not concerned about picks in OTAs. If Drew was tearing up the defense, the supposed best since the no-fly zone, I'd be more concerned. Hashtag let him hate. Hashtag state me. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I think right now, Zach, anything less, I think, you know, this is a little hyperbolic from Dave. He's, he's being, he's trying to be a little hyperbolic here, but I think, you know, anything less than Drew is dominating Vic Fangio's defense is going to continue to um, trigger the skepticism and the hand wringing and all that stuff that we're seeing. That's why you can't read. Another reason why I should say you can't read into anything till you see it with your own eyes, out on the grass. Whether that's you showed up and went saw a training camp session at Dove Valley or a preseason game, wait till
3: then. I mean, even if Drew was out there dropping three touchdowns in practice, I would still be on here saying the same thing to you. Don't read too much anyway. It doesn't matter right now. Just give it till preseason at the very minimum. But there's always going to be miserable people out there, people that are unhappy no matter the circumstance. If Locke would have done that, they'd be saying, oh, well, so much for Simmons being the highest paid safety, so much for no-fly zone 2.0, so much for this defense. So some people are going to be perpetually unhappy. You have to take things as they come and just look at things logically, not emotionally. Um, Real quick here on
2: Facebook, we got one from J.R. Capron. We have players, he's, he's quoting Peyton, uh, and coaches to get over the hump, but what about the QB? Do we have one on the roster? Personally, I don't think so. So, Jr. or Junior, um, removing Drew Lock from the equation just for a second. You don't feel even like so-so about Teddy. You don't think Teddy could – like, let's say Drew, knock on wood, nothing happens, but if he were to get hurt again, you think Teddy is, what, just another kind of let's go Case Keenum, we'll hold hands walking into the buzzsaw together? I'm curious because – I mean, I think, look, uh, as you guys know, I've never been geeked up about Teddy, but I'm still confident that if he were called on, whether he wins the job or it's injury or whatever, I think the Broncos can win with Teddy. I really do. It's not going to be anything that probably challenges the Chiefs, but they can fight their way to a wild card and sneak into the playoffs. You know, he wouldn't be the answer. but You could still win some games as this roster is currently constructed.
3: Yeah, i don't know how to ask this but jr what's your definition of hump mine would be getting back to the playoffs and i think the broncos can do that with any quarterback on the roster right now you know, minus brett Ripon. but winning a title i don't think they're going to do that with drew Locke or teddy bridgewater this year so it's all
5: not long ago everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl not anymore the biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names clothes identities and bodies
0: at bakers no matter where you order free pickup you get the same great deals as you'd get in store so you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever start your cart with the bakers app and save from wherever today bakers fresh for everyone 35 dollar order minimum restrictions may apply subject to availability
4: and now shop what you love and save two dollars on each participating item when you buy three or more with your card bakers fresh for everyone
3: Relative, it's all what your definition is of success. I think no matter who's under center, with this roster of this defense and the schedule being what it is, they can be, like Chad said, a playoff team.
2: Simon up in Canada with a very generous Canadian super chat. Thank you, Simon. Another one of our great superstars showing up and flexing out really means a lot to his buddy. He says, What's up, MHH? Happy to catch a live show today. What's up with Peter? I'm gonna butcher his name, Kalambayi. Kalambaya, Kalambayi. Uh, is he any good or is he just a jag love the competition a quarterback makes them both better the best player will win the top spot yeah i mean that i think especially last year that's this is one thing where you know standing up here saying i think i was wrong on an issue empirically evidence would suggest and that is i was all about drew hey don't bring in t- anything too heavy on competition kind of let him grow into being the guy. Everyone's understood. There's no definition in the lock or, uh, you know, uh, division in the locker room. Wasn't the right thing to do. He needs, I think, to be pushed. He needs to feel challenged and that'll bring out the best of him. Obviously what, what the way they did it last year did not bring out the best in Drew, even though there were a lot of other, you know, um, mitigating circumstances, but Peter, he's an edge guy. He's a, he's got some starting experience, but he's mostly an edge linebacker. can maybe give you a little bit of off-ball versatility, but he's like – who was the guy They I I forget his name already, Zach, the guy they brought in from Pittsburgh last middle of the year. Uh, He wore, I think, 56 for a minute. Um, Chickaloo. Thank you. Yep, Anthony Chickaloo. Chickaloo. Similar to him.
3: Solid depth guy to have in a pinch. Not going to change the game. And special teams, you know, depth if they need it. But, yeah, he, he's a pretty fast linebacker. I think he ran a 4-5-7 uh, or at the combine a few years ago. But, like I wrote in the article about uh, Columbayi, if that's his name, he, he the Broncos are so loaded at outside linebacker and inside linebacker, I, I don't see him making the team. ML on YouTube says,
2: If you don't believe in the 50-50 QB competition, what do you believe Drew should get handed the starting job? He didn't earn it. I don't know if that's rhetorical or maybe in reply to someone, a topic that was rolling um, in the chat. But neither of us believe that he should be um, handed the starting job. At this point, I am fully on board with the idea that he needs to compete for the job, whether it's with Teddy. Even if Teddy didn't come, bring someone in that can push through and compete. And let's let's figure out how to move the needle, move this quarterback position forward.
3: And I'll take it a step further. If, if When the preseason plays out over the course of three games and training camp practices, if Locke is still throwing picks and he's still falling on his face, then Bridgewater should start. But until we get to that point, we just want a fair discussion, at least, about these quarterbacks, about Drew Locke and about Teddy Bridgewater.
2: Uh, Tommy says, Zach, could you see Javante getting 75% of the snaps consistently by season's oh yeah. end?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, in this day and age, you're not going to ever have a running back taking 100% of the snaps but, again, this is a second-round running back who George Payton is absolutely in love with, and he has three-down capabilities. I think he's the next great Broncos running back, coming from a very long line there, and Merlot Gordon is not the future. So by season's end, yes, 75%, maybe 60 75 in that range or so, but no doubt about it, you're starting running back of the short term and going forward.
2: Johnny Bakke, what's up, buddy? Good to see you. Appreciate you being with us and for the support. He says, what's up, dude? It's been a minute. Just been really busy. Popping in to say what's up and show a little love. Thank you, my friend. He says, thanks again for all you guys have done for us. Yeah, rock and roll. uh, Nothing rhymes with orange and blue podcast. There you go, Johnny. But, yeah, thanks, dude. Um, Appreciate the support. As always, we have missed you. So it's good to have you back.
3: It's good to see you, Johnny. Thank you.
2: Um, The Robot of Doom. What's up, dude? He says, good evening, Broncos country. I haven't been here in a second. Been at my new job. Well, congrats. He says, and I'm loving it. Haven't been this happy in a job for over a year. Feels good to be wanted and cared about. Hey, that's good to hear, man. Rock and roll. Live the dream. Put your dent in the universe. Glad to hear that, my friend. Congrats. Thanks for joining us tonight. Sam Bam with another super chat. Appreciate you, my friend. Very generous. He says, I see Locke getting compared to Josh Allen on social media often since both had really bad numbers their second season. Do you know what Allen did between his first season and second seasons uh, or second and third seasons to make the jump? Go Drew Locke. I don't recall, Zach, there being any kind of like storylines relative to Josh Allen's 2020 offseason in the same way that there have been for Drew, like, you know, nine, 10 hour film sessions with Peyton and all this stuff. I think it was just a, the dude needed time to ripen on the vine. He got the time on task, all those reps, all those starts, you know, it eventually came out in the wash. And the one thing that really he was fortunate to have
3: was coaching. I I wanted you to say, I was giving you the ball to spike with, but uh, yes, coaching. I mean, Brian Dayball, he was written off when he worked for the Jets. He bounced around, but he really found a home in Buffalo. And what Sean McDermott is doing there has been transcendent. And Josh Allen went from a middling starter replacement level quarterback to being an VP contender and one of the best in the game. Coaching makes a difference here, people. And that's why we're saying, regardless of who's under center, when you have Pat Shermer calling the plays, who's the furthest cry from Brian Dayball, it makes an evaluation, a true evaluation, that much more difficult.
2: But you know what? I mean, look, it's it, it's a, taking a leap to compare Drew and Josh Allen at this stage just because Allen did it, and Drew hasn't done it yet. So you can use it as a, as a framework to say, here's what we hope Drew can do, and it can be done. It's been done by quarterbacks before where years one and two you know, flashes and whatnot, but not the consistent level that you need. And then year three, they pop. That's the model you hope Drew can follow, but there's no guarantee. We'll see. Um, Kane Dawson, what's up, bro? Good to see you. Every night this week, I want to say. Love you, buddy. What's up, fellas and beast? I'm hoping to spread positive vibes and love today from Texas, which is hotter than a couple of cashews down here. Hashtag state of being. Well, hey, dude, we're just happy to have a true descendant of Billy the Kid in the house gracing us with his presence. I mean, my mind, as you can tell, still blown by that fact. Very cool.
3: Do you want a hot take? You know, no pun intended. I'm not a summer fan, Chad. I don't know about you. It's not my favorite season. I don't really like being hot. John, I'm right there with you. Thumbs down as well. I'm more of a fall, autumn, winter guy. That's just an aside. So uh, thank you, though, Kane.
2: All right, Travis, by the way, you're a legend. Appreciate all your support, my friend, on Facebook. You to man. Good to see you. Um, all right, here is Najal toff again. This is two nights in a row. Always love Thank you when knows. Naj is in the chat because he brings good topics and good questions and makes us think. So Naj, appreciate you. He said, hey, brothers, when Vaughn has an all-pro year this year, which I believe he will, what do you think the team will do with him moving forward? That quote by Peyton Manning on getting into the ring of fame says it's all about being a Bronco. Yeah, his – his um I want to read that. Don't let me forget. I want to read Peyton Manning's official statement in reaction to – being unanimously voted into the ring of honor or ring of fame. Um, But Vaughn, look, if Vaughn goes out and has an all pro year, that means I'm going to assume he's North of 13 sacks. I'm going to assume he's top five in total pressures. And I'm going to assume he had one of his, you know, highlight reel seasons as Vaughn Miller. If that's the case, what would he be Zach entering his age 33 season next year? Right. And so I think the Broncos feel much more comfortable and confident coming to the table with him and saying, all right, look, you know, you're not getting a market busting deal. Cause you're almost 33. He'll turn 33 is, I think he's a March baby. Yep. Um, but nevertheless, you know, you're not getting a, another market breaker. That was a once in a lifetime deal and you deserved it. And you earned every nickel on that contract, but let's come to the table and figure out a way to keep you
3: here until you decide not to play football anymore. Yeah, I mean, if you kind of laid it out there, but if Vaughn has an all-pro year, it more than likely means the Broncos were either in the playoffs or in the playoff hunt, and I think they have to bring him back. And the good thing about edge rushers, outside linebackers, they have longevity in the NFL. I mean, look at James Harrison, Terrell Suggs. These guys play deep into their 30s, so Vaughn has a lot of gas left in the tank. And not only do I think he could have that, I think he will have that. He's going to be the Broncos' defensive MVP, and I think he will earn what's given to him next offseason which should be a three-year extension that's fairly lucrative maybe not market resetting.
2: yeah I mean something like even 15 16 million a year I mean that's less than what he's making now I mean his just his base salary 17 that doesn't include his roster bonuses and that 17th game check and everything else or his prorated rated um, signing bonus from way back in 2016. So if he's producing all pro caliber numbers then you pay that 15 16 17 whatever it ends up being. Um, and you don't really think too much about it. It's front-loaded. It's year one and two is most of the guaranteed money liability, but definitely would happen. Uh, So, all right. Uh, Luis, Nope, Mr. Boggins, you the man. Good to see you. How's the family? How's everyone doing? Boggins had a suffered a loss uh, to his family recently, so he's been in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, Appreciate the support, bro. Hope you're doing all right. He says, when do you think – Josie Jewell loses the weak side linebacker spot. Zach, when does it? When does that position give way to a Baron Browning or a Justin Strnad?
3: Well, obviously Baron is the future, and I think the Broncos drafted him with that you know that idea in mind. But it's a position I think Fangio is going to be. Extra hard on. It's going to be a lot to unseat the starters because he has the linebackers where he wants them, and I think he he likes Josie Jewell more than we do. And to be fair, Jewel kind of had a breakout year last year. He is what he is, a two down guy. I think AJ is a better linebacker. It's going to be a while. I think I love Baron Browning, but it's a transition. They're going to play him in a couple spots. He's been nicked up this spring, Chad. I mean, it's going to be an acclimation period for Baron Browning. And no doubt about it, when he gets in there, he's never going to look back. But I could see it being uh, half the season, three quarters of the season before, if that, before Jewel is replaced uh, by Baron Browning.
2: Yeah, I mean, guys, again, they're not the sexiest linebacker duo in terms of like the big splash plays. And they're not the greatest duo in coverage, but they are reliable, trusty linebackers that are mostly efficient. You know, if Alexander Johnson does what Fangio wants him to do and strives harder to, you know, talk about obeying, obey what the coaches are wanting him to do out there and be more disciplined on his assignments and technically and stuff like that, then he could end up rising right back to and exceeding that level that he splashed, right, that first year as a starter in 2019, and if that happens – no one's going to unseat Alexander Johnson this year. Josie Jewell, I think there's more of a window for one of these young guys to kind of take some of you know eat into some of his reps. Um, but Josie put on some weight. I don't know if you guys noticed, but he's a, he's quite a bit thicker uh, in the chest and in the in his arms. You know, he's three four pounds heavier, and he's worked on three different areas in order to improve his coverage chops this year. We'll see if it comes out on the wash. Uh, Jordan, what's up? Thank you for is it Jordan or Jordan? Uh, But thank you for being with us, my friend. He says, new listener. Love the pod. I think I found my new home. What do you guys say? Oh, yeah? Let let him him hate, baby. Amen, bro. We're glad to have you. We'll take you. There's plenty of room at Casa MHH. All right? So, welcome. Um, Real quick here, John. We got Luis in the house. And I'm going to do a quick look on the back end right after I get to his comment and tell you where we're at. Because Luis is at uh, around 645, Appreciate that, Luis. If you're on Twitter, reach out and connect with us. That's, uh, uh, as he says here, first super chat. Shout out to Chad and Zach from San Diego. Appreciate what you guys do. State of being, Broncos country for life. Um, Welcome, dude. Thank you for that. Appreciate you. Connect on Twitter. We like to be able to keep the conversation going there with our superstars and shout you out. But we can't shout you out if we don't know what your handle is. So connect with us.
3: And Luis, if you have a question, feel free to drop it in and we'll
2: uh, get to it tonight. Thank you for your support. All right, real quick, John. It jumps from, all right, we got Johnny, we got Michaela, Sam Bam, Kane, Naj, Boggins. Oh, I'm actually current, so we're we're good right now. Steve Griffith jumped in with some stars on Facebook. Very generous amount of stars, so thanks for that, Steve. It's good to see you. Always great having you in the chat, my friend. Training camp starts end of July. That's right. Yep, it's going to be fun. And we're going to have Luke there every single day for covering what's what's happening, real eyes on scene, all right? Um, and then, of course, week three, we want to see as many of you as possible in the parking lot at Empower Field at Mile High, MHH tent, meet and greet with your boys. Plus, we're going to plan on doing a live pod and do some fun content, stuff like that, some food, some drinks, hang out before the Broncos debut at home mm. 2021 against Zach Wilson and the Jets. Mm. Goosebumps right now. Can't wait. It's going to be a gas. It's going to be a gas. Uh, Bob Skinner, appreciate you, buddy. Good to see you, um, Christian. What's up, brother? Talk about appreciating a cat. Appreciate you. He says, "What's up, priest?" Just showing some love. State of being. And let him hate. That is a handsome fish you got there, my friend. Yep, you got to have some some serious uh, lats to reel in a guy like that. Some tries, right? Some shoulders too. Good to see you, buddy.
3: <sighs> Thank you, Christian.
2: Let him All enter. right, um, stand by one sec, gang. I want to try and see if some um, non-sup- uh, non-supers. So here's a good point here from Goofy. Tim Patrick is great. I'd like to see him and Sutton on the outside with Judy working the slot. That's what you're going to see. I'm telling you, like, they brought Timmy back for more than just being the fail safe to Sutton returning to his exposition. It's going to be the first team offense, and if I'm wrong on this, I'm wrong, but I don't think so based on what I'm hearing. Sutton, Patrick, Judy inside, no offense. So KJ Hamler, it's not that he won't be used. He's going to be used. He's going to get a lot of reps. He's going to, you know, Tim Patrick will be splitting reps, so to speak, between Judy and Hamler, but Tim Patrick is a starter on this offense. Believe that.
3: Yeah, and from what I've read and what I've heard out of uh, OTAs and minicamp, he's having a really solid and impressive offseason. You've seen him in some of the highlight videos the Broncos have posted. He's always making plays out there, Timmy P, and he's going to prove that he belongs in the NFL. He's slowly garnering that household praise, and I think he's going to show that this year as Cortland Sutton Light. Love me some Timmy P. Steve's question is, what's up, fellas?
2: Long time since I've joined in. My take on the quarterback situation is I don't care who it is that takes the starting gig, whether it's Lock, Bridgewater, Rogers, or an other. I just want to Who am I, guys? That's a poor impression, but I just want to Come on. Come on, dude. JB, Jables, Jack Black. Let's mm. go. It was a, a poor Libre. impression. John, you <laughs> knew this, dude. <laughs> Leaving me hanging like that. All right, Angel, what's up, dude? Good to see you. Appreciate you, my friend. Uh, newer name? Welcome. Welcome. Always a pleasure hearing you guys. Keep rocking. Go Broncos. Thanks, Angel. Connect with us on Twitter, my friend. We'd like to keep the uh, keep the party going over there. Uh, okay. Travis on Facebook. Thanks for the stars, bro. And by the way, as we get ready to address this topic for Travis, shout out to Steve, Kevin, Travis with some stars on Facebook, the legend Gary Leeds Palmer, another growing legend, Zebulon Omega, Kevin Lynn, after <laughs> defeating the Romulans, Um has joined us here on the huddle up podcast at mile high huddle shout out to you guys appreciate each and every one of you um Travis how long is the break between mini camp to training camp just curious hope the guys continue to work no doubt it's all about getting better every day um I don't Six know that, weeks. yeah it's well it's so next week is mini camp right am I getting the
5: dates yeah. right so you're gonna go mid-june till end of not long ago everyone knew that you're either born a or born or girl Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America: hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. July. So it's usually it's a traditionally it's a as Zach
2: mentioned it's a six-week stretch, and it's the true that's when we say the dog days of the NFL summer. That's it. I mean that's six weeks. Nothing's happening. You know we're going to be doing a lot of talking about like projecting the depth chart, predicting this matchup. You know, looking at the schedule. Stuff like that. In the meantime, they're in the building, so we're soaking it up, Zebulon.
3: And don't be surprised, by the way, next week if they cancel a mini camp practice. A lot of teams are doing that around the NFL and and having like a team bonding day or an outside activity. So I wouldn't be shocked if Fangio waves one of the final practices next week and uh, gives the team a long summer off until training camp. I think he'd be remiss to do it. This team can't afford taking any days
2: after five and 11, 7 you. and nine, five and eleven, four and twelve, nine and seven. Dale Hendricks. What up, brah? Uh, bro. I said, brah, what's up, Dale? Good to see you, buddy. Are you on Twitter, though? Because I've searched for you a few times, and I I don't see you. But uh, appreciate your diligent, consistent support week in, week out. means a lot. Thank you, Dale. Very cool name, too. Dale Hendricks. Yes. We're sitting here at 51 minutes. All right? So we, uh, we'll we get to as many more questions as we can. We'll get to every super before we dip out. But we got a kind of rapid fire from here on out. Starting with Nick Larson. Welcome, Nick. Thank you for the super chat. Connect on Twitter. He says Broncos versus Chiefs 2021 AFC Championship game. What's the final score and who's going to the Super Bowl? My opinion, 35-31 Broncos. Yeah, dude. Hey, it'd be cool. I I think right now that's a little too far into la-la land. No offense. All right. Now, if you had Aaron Rodgers in Denver and – who knows? It's still a possibility. Don't count on it. Don't set your heart on it. Don't plan on it. But if it was Aaron Rodgers and it was the Q here and we knew that and you asked that question, I'd be like, yeah, I can see that. I really don't think, and I'm not trying to be a downer here, Zach. I don't think the Broncos, even if Drew has a great season or even if Teddy has a great season, I don't think this is a team that's getting all the way to the AFC title game.
3: Yeah, I Nick, love the you- Super Bowl. Did you simulate the season on rookie mode or cause I don't see it. I, I'm optimistic and I, I, I love the Broncos prospects this year. I think they could be a playoff team, but let's get to that point. Let's get to a winning record, and then we'll get to a playoff berth, and then we'll go from there. You know, talking about them unseating the Chiefs in the AFC title game. We all love to see it. We all dream about it, but in reality, I don't know. I don't see it this year. All right.
2: Let me uh <clears throat> let me see here. Stand by. There's Nick's super again. Thanks, Nick. Here's Sean B. What's up, Sean. Good to see you. High priest and beast. Just curious what your best and worst Broncos memories are. Hashtag state of being hashtag. Let them hate. We ask these questions to our superstars on the segments. And I don't think we ever really answer them ourselves. You know, I got too many to just pick one and two, you know, one of each. So I'll, I'll share with you a couple of them. All right. Um, the Steve Atwater hit on Christian Okoye, all right, back in the day. You guys, you've seen the gifs. Those of you who are not as old as as me, it might be hard to tell. My teeth are pretty long. I'm long in the tooth, all right? The hair might give that away a little bit. But um, I was watching that game, and what made that play so unique other than, you know, just unstoppable force meets immovable object, what's going to win, is the fact that at the time – Christian Okoye had taken the NFL by storm. He was called the Nigerian nightmare. And that dude was, a, I think, 14, 1500 yard rusher the year prior. And he was, everyone was terrified of him. Imagine Von Miller being a running back and trying to tackle a 6'3", 250 pound, just dynamic superstar running back. That's what Christian Okoye was. Meanwhile, Steve Atwater was a former first round pick, I think he'd had a few accolades up to this point, you know, minor. He's only a few years in the league. That hit is what solidified Steve Outwater because if it would have come against any other running back, Zach, it would have been still a great highlight reel. But the fact that it came against Christian Okoye at that time, in that moment in the universe, man, it was just chakras exploded all over the place. And it was just phenomenal moment. Worst moment, I got to agree with, uh, with Dale from last night, the division right now in Broncos country over drew lock and locked arrangement syndrome is the low light for me in recent memory. Obviously the losing of the last five years has sucked. And there are multiple low lights on that real Zach. We could sit here and talk about, but those are two off the cuff and there's many more. Maybe we'll do an episode on this one day.
3: Uh, well, in terms of covering the team, I don't have any best memories in the last five years. I have a lot of bad ones, though. I will say in recent times, I'm a fan of underdogs and watching SB50, watch them take down the Mighty Panthers and Cam Newton and just the defensive performance by Von Miller in that game. That's a, a great game, great memory for me. Worst memory? The hiring at VJ, the acquisition of Joe Flacco. I mean, anything for the most part in the last four years can be classified under my worst Broncos memory.
2: Okay. Let me see real quick. John, the uh the chat just did a jump on me here. I think the next one I have. Do you have Stu jumped in again? There it is. There he is. Zeus with a top rope fifty dollar super chat. Thank you. Love you, you bro. Thank you. He says, thanks for the great show, as always. We're having Stu. And hopefully, most of you, I'm sure, I mean, the, the channel has grown and the, the community has grown quite a bit over the last year. But most of you can remember when we had Stu on. He was one of our first. He might have been the first Superstar segment. I don't recall. He was one of the first. But let's see here. We've got Stu coming on. Uh, back on the show. When When is it? Hold on. I'm looking in June next week next next wednesday Zeus is back in the saddle with us so we're looking forward to that bro
3: and thank you again Stu that's incredible you are the founding father of the podcast for the reason and that's why you are the man thank you You're the man uh, all right real
2: quick John let me just throw out a few names here so other than we got we got Zeus we need Eric and Fernando and then we're caught up and we're going to dip out Eric what up dude so consistent that's at least three nights in a row with a super chat, at least on Huddle Up. So love you, buddy. To watch Locke win this camp, or excuse me. To watch Lock win this battle at camp, do we have to show a V-word tattoo? I'm not. I don't want to say it because I know on YouTube in particular, if you say this word, which is another way of saying a shot, right? For people who are sick, to inoculate them against a virus. Jack. I don't want to say it, but it will affect the the reach of our show. So I, I can't. But um. yeah, we need something. Maybe it's a T-shirt. I don't know about a tattoo, but we're going to put a T-shirt out that that is a play on that, you know, kind of idea. So look for that soon, Eric.
3: Oh, you mean you're not getting your lower back tattoo, Chad? No, <laughs> no, no.
2: I, no, I no, thought,
5: no. no.
3: I'll
5: um, talk
2: you into it. All right, last one. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I promised my mom, God rest her soul, I'm looking at a picture of her right now, that I would never get a tattoo. So I can't do it even in jest, I can't do it. I can't do it. Fernando, what's up, bro? Well, now I feel bad. Oh, it's all good. No, no, no it's all good. I'll tell the story one day. I was going to actually get a sleeve on my left arm back in my band days. All right, first 10 years of my life was very uh, music career focused, and and I was going to get a sleeve on the left on my left arm. Um, had this design. I paid the money to a tattoo artist. He wanted a deposit, and then he would work on the design. And the day I was going in to get started on it, have him start working. Uh, she called me and just begged me not to do it. Begged me, begged me. And I was like, mom, I've already paid the dude the money. Like it's just, it's cause it was non-refundable. Like it's gone. And, and it, she was so emphatic that I'm like, fine, I won't do it for now. And then later on, you know, she, she made me promise and I promise. So that's that. Fernando, newer names act. Don't recognize your name, but we are super Welcome. excited to have you. Welcome connect on Twitter. Super sticker with a uh, uh,
3: blue-haired emoji guy. So I'm going to keep the comment I want to make to myself. Thank you, Fernando, so much for that. And if you have a question, feel free to drop it in tonight. Good All night, right, last Miranda.
2: one from Steven, another superstar. Been on the show twice or once? Twice, yeah. Twice, twice. yeah. Good to see you, bro. Do you guys think Patrick Sertan second? AKA PS two will start this season. Will he start at some point? I think it's a near given. He'll probably start at least a game just because we know how injuries work in the league, but will he be like an entrenched starter? That's the question. What do you think, Zach?
3: Well, that was what I was going to say. The law of averages dictates that one of Darby Fuller or Callahan uh, is going to get injured at some point this season. I hope not, but you know, judging by their histories, it's a likelihood. And I think by virtue of the numbers game, he'd start, but I mentioned this on KK a couple weeks ago. They had, It was a luxury pick, taking Sertan where they took him, already having so many cornerbacks, and he's just the cherry on top here. They can bring him along slowly. They can use him at dime. They can use him at was linebacker, safety, whatever. They can make him that chess piece. But starting, I don't see it out of the gates.
2: Um, Last one here from uh, – and, Michael, shout out to you, buddy. Appreciate you. Uh, from Black Knight. He says, I'd rather have the bar set low as far as expectations for this team in 2021 and have them – my expectations blown away versus having high expectations and be disappointed. That's a fair point. I mean, you got to walk the line, though, because, you know, if you don't plan to succeed, you won't succeed. But at the same time, you know, we know what that's like inverted. Last year, hopes were super high, you know, and then, of course, the pandemic was a big reason why the Broncos failed to reach their potential last year, but still – it's, it's uh, temper them just a little. Still be optimistic. Still be excited about the team. Still expect this team to be a winner. But to go all the way to the big dance and, and bring it home, you know, you don't want to make yourself crazy with disappointment.
3: Yeah, I'm a football masochist, so I'm bringing on the pain. I'm setting my expectations not sky high, but fairly high, and I think the Broncos are going to make me happy and a lot of other Broncos fans happy this coming season. All right, for real, the last one. I got to go. Kane,
2: you the man. I've always wanted to go to an away game and Denver is playing Dallas week 11. Just curious if anyone plans on going to that game. Well, we won't be there in an official capacity with the tent and stuff, but you know, I'm sure there'll be some MHHers staff people there, you know, let us know when it gets a little closer, but if you're going to go to a game, if you're going to travel, my dog beat at the week three extravaganza MHH meet and greet. I mean, we're making up for lost time here, gang. This was our plan last year for the, for the draft in Vegas before the pandemic and, had paid the money for the uh, hotel rooms, the hotel uh, conference rooms that we were going to meet in, uh, in the same casino close to where the draft was and all that stuff. And, of course, that got canceled. And so we're, we're hoping to make up for lost time and a lost opportunity. So that's the game. If you're going to travel, my dog, that's the one to, to
3: hop on a plane or hop in your car and ride to. Yeah, we would love to see you out there in week three, but that Dallas game, one way or the other, is going to be entertaining. Looking forward to that one. Fernando, again, thanks, bro. I would love to see the band
2: photos um, someday, dude. Maybe I'll show you someday. Someday they're out there. Someday, ask me another time. Locke won't start, but will take Teddy five get five games in. We'll overtake, maybe is what he's saying there.
3: Zach, syntax mm-hmm. translator. I'm assuming, yeah, he'll uh, replace him five games in. I mean, certainly could happen. I think Locke's going to end up getting the starting opportunity. And and the inverse could happen as well. He could start Locke and he could be replaced five games in by Bridgewater. But Chad and I, uh, right now on June 10th, we're holding firm to our belief that Locke's going to open week one as the Broncos starting quarterback.
2: All right, guys, thanks for another great week here on the Huddle Up podcast. Each and every one of you, those of you who are with Zach and I four nights a week, And also listening to and patronizing the other shows, building the Broncos. You got Del Valley Deep Divers tomorrow night. You got Broncos for Breakfast Tuesday and and Thursday mornings, and then of course Mile High Insiders Saturday night. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. But it's time for us to go. Don't forget Zach and I together. I'm stepping in for Kim to be the host of Hot Takes that hold water. I mean, I'm gonna have to like, I don't know. I got to get in a different mindset where I'm just like, you know. I don't know, the banter you guys have. I don't know if I can recreate that with you. I don't know. It's like this crackling energy between the two. I don't know what's happening. It's like this magical chemical process that's happening. I can't recreate that, but I'm still going to be there. Kelperman's Corner, Sunday at noon. Until then, catch you guys later. Love you, Zach. Sign us off. Do we have a giveaway? Oh, yes. Uh, Go through, uh, John, you handle the uh, banners for Zach real quick, and I'll grab that name. I forgot. Thank you.
3: yeah, I'll start rattling off the mobs. Don't ever say, guys, I'm not a man of the people. But anyway, follow us on Twitter at HuddleUpPod. You can follow the Mothership account at uh, Mile High Huddle. Follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. You can follow myself, as you can see on your screen, at KelbermanNFL. You can follow our producer John Cronenberg at John K M H H. Be sure to patronize our store if you so want to at HuddleUpPod.com and get your merchandise. Get your swag on, as you can see. Also, facebook.com slash mile high huddle. Become a supporter, big blue button. Uh, Chad said KK on Sundays, Trickle Zone Saturdays, exclusive content, rolling out more and more and more. Get in on that. If you can't do any of that, though, totally get it. We ask you three things that you can do. Doesn't cost anything, it takes two seconds. Subscribe, like, and share. Helps us more than you know and realize. Chad.
2: Got it. Hold on. I'm just putting it in a banner. It looks it's just cooler when there's a banner, you know? Um so hold up. Let me just let me just put this in here cuz I'm going to butcher the name. Um Stand by. Stand by. Guys, if you know how to pronounce this, help us help help us out. Here's the winner of this week's swag <laughs> giveaway on the on the Huddle Up podcast Facebook page. God love you. I just called hope D'Amico. I'm just saying D'Amico. That's easier. D'Amico. Congrats. Thank you for both liking and following the Huddle Up Podcast Facebook page. Send us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com with your T-shirt size and your shipping address, and
3: we'll get you out a little something something. Thank you. And <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce your first name, but, yeah, congratulations. It reminds me of uh, Domata Peco. I can't unsee that mm-hmm. with the last name. So thank you, and congratulations again. We hope you like your merch. All right, guys. With that said, love you. See you guys Sunday for Kelberman's
2: Corner at noon on Facebook, and then we'll be back in the saddle Sunday night, same time, 6 p.m.
1: Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. Love you. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.